got a few words for some of our brothers and sisters in the occupied zone. The chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. John has a long mustache. It's 12 o'clock, Americans. Another day closer to victory. And for all of you out there on or behind the line, this is your song. And welcome everybody to our daily gun show. We come to you live every weeknight at midnight Eastern, and we talk about guns for about an hour. And we've got people joining us from all over the country. Angelina's joining from California. Thanks for jumping in. Ahoy from California. Going up to Woods in Washington State. Thanks for joining. Thanks for having me, G. What did you say? Thanks for having me. You bet. And then we got Taters jumping in from Michigan. Hello. Thanks for having me. You bet. Thanks for being here we had. And then we're down, I'm down here in Arizona. We've got links out there to some other people over on the Gun Channel side. We simulcast the show over on GunChannels.com. And this is a conversation about guns. So uh, today I thought we'd talk about the 2019 gun stuff that's coming up. Has anybody watched the uh, Eric Pratt on various podcasts, Guns and Gear, or military arms channel or his own channel or any of the others that have been on? I have not. I watched the one on uh, military arms channel. Did you watch it live or? No, or? later. I was like, I was at work. Yeah, I watched, I couldn't figure out how to watch it live. So I don't know what kind of live response, but it had something like 5,000 views or something, I think by the time I seen it. I like how they had a little bit of victory there. Where uh, with the government shutdown, and they said, "Hell to the no, we're gonna." That's not gonna work for us. And then that judge actually went went on our side. That was kind of cool. Yeah. So they wanted to ban uh, pump stocks. So they went through and uh, did that by uh, change in the interpretation of laws or whatever. So then there's an order, I guess, to get rid of your stocks, your pump stocks, within 90 days, which is you know we're in that 90 days somewhere in there now. And uh, they wanted to uh, put an injunction up there that said, you can't, you got to give us a minute to uh, not comply so that we can have a go to court with this. Because if you make us destroy everything, then what's the point of going to court? So uh, they're like, oh, well, that's a good point. However, we're in a government shutdown. So why don't we just forget about all this and you just go ahead and destroy your bump stocks and we'll talk about it later. And, uh, I guess they brought that to court, right? And the judge where you're talking, the judge said, hell no, you're going to, uh, doesn't matter if there's a government shutdown, you're going to deal with the uh, procedures or whatever for this, would it be the injunction? And then I didn't realize that Tim was the actual plaintiff in that. Sounds like one of them, yeah. And then there's some strategy to the uh, court that they're putting it up there, Washington or Michigan. Yeah, it's the Sixth Circuit, isn't it? I don't know what the circuit was, yeah, but it was, I guess, a strategically, again, like whatever they think is going to be the one that's the most potential for being a pro-gun decision. Yeah, it certainly wouldn't work in the night. Exactly. So... Cycle jumped in from Connecticut. We got Zorro jumping in also from California. And we're talking about the uh, laws coming up in 2019, gun laws. Anybody, do you guys check out the uh, interviews and guest appearances Eric Pratt's been doing lately to talk about the bump stock and the assault weapons ban and reciprocity and the others? I watched the one from Military Arms Channel. Um, and then... I watch a couple other videos about the bump stock ban and stuff like that. Did you watch Max video live? I think I did. Yeah, I think I did. Yeah. You remember before what, what was the chatter like? Were they just sitting and watching, or were they participating, or was there any? Yeah, the the chat was participating. They were just had a lot of questions. I think you're the one. The one I'm talking about is the one he was talking about the geo the GOA, Gunners of America. Yeah, a lot of people were asking questions and stuff like that, and Mac was kind of clarifying some stuff with, with him about the, the bump stock ban and then the, and the, the ban, 
little, little uh, Nancy, the Diane Feinstein wants to put through as well. Cycle, did you get a chance to see any of these? No, I'm aware of them, but I haven't looked at any of them. I think it's it's uh, hilarious that they want to put another assault weapons ban in, just like the one they had in 94, which has already been shown to have zero effect on anything. I, I just don't understand how they keep beating these dead horses. You feeling all right? Sounds like you're uh, <clears throat> something there. No, it's cold here. Yeah. So uh, I don't think it's done sp sporadically, and I don't think it's done without uh, a lot of forethought, right? So they must think that this is an opportunity when it could have a potential? Or do you think they're just plain old fishing, like throwing hooks in the water and seeing what, what they catch? No, they're just taking that same set of tired legislation off the shelf that they take off every time they think they have an advantage and, you know, trying to shove it down again. And and I, I just find it quite amazing that that they would actually do that with something like the assault weapon ban, which already got, you know, when, when, it, when the assault weapon ban ended in 2004 because it wasn't re- you know, it wasn't reactivated or whatever they call it. They didn't vote to renew it. Um, you know, all the doom and gloom, God, there's going to be blood running in the streets and all that stuff. And and basically, you know, just about every study, every survey has shown that it had it. If it had an effect, it was in unmeasurable. You know, it was statistically you know, lost in noise. And uh -huh. I just can't believe that what. You know, they all know this stuff already. Why are they putting this back on the table? You know, absolute nuts. Well, I don't think it's done, like, without intent, though. That's the thing. I don't think that it's just like, uh, oh, we're crazy, and we're just going to throw, keep throwing it out there. I think they throw it out deliberately when they think they're going to catch fish with it. But, uh, yeah, you're right. At the end of 2004, there, there was no commotion. There wasn't really any outcry because, like you say, there was... Just no evidence at all that there was going to be any support for extending it and uh there was nothing but support for ending it but uh all right so uh gary have you ever had a chance to check out any of the videos with eric pratt have i had a chance to check out what uh any of these videos eric pratt the now the executive director of gun arms america has been on the last couple of days uh interviews and guesting on people's shows and stuff and they did his own podcast for a while to explain uh gun owners america's sort of uh strategy going forth in 2019 and i listened to a little bit of the podcast last night but i didn't finish it i need to finish it so i watched the one on guns and gears that the guy from pennsylvania or someplace new york and uh, he had him on, and uh, he had Eric on, and they had a pretty decent one. And then listening to Military Arms Channels, not live, but listening to it later this afternoon, um, they talk about different things. So if you're interested, I'd suggest listening to them. They're about an hour each, and uh, they give you a pretty good idea of what Gun Wars America, at least, is thinking 2019 is going to look like. So uh, this is interactive. So if the people in here haven't had a chance to see it, except for Zorro and who Woods. Yeah, I just watched the Tim one, but I'd look forward to seeing the Guns and Gear one. Oh yeah, I didn't see any of them, so I definitely will probably tonight. Uh, but I'm saying if people out there have anything to throw in from those, because um, they talk about different state stuff in each of the two shows. They mostly were talking about federal stuff, but then they got into specific questions. He's in Massachusetts, thanks. Yeah, I don't follow either of those other channels, so I didn't see them, but I did see the uh, the uh, thing that he put up, you know, about the uh, reciprocity being the way to spike their, their wheel. You know, putting reciprocity, because they have put reciprocity back on the table again. So, uh, and it sounds like, and it's tough to, you have to listen to the different organizations to get a better idea of what all's going on. Cause they all tend to say they're the responsible ones for everything. 
right? I guess it's just part of the way we have to deal with it. And uh, but it certainly sounds like these reciprocity and uh, adherent protection are uh, put on the table as pawns or at least chess pieces to to play off of whatever they've got coming. Looks like the assault weapons ban and all the uh, red flag uh, gun confiscation orders that are going up at the state levels everywhere. Well, this is the the good news is this is just another um, <clears throat> demonstration that gun owners, gun owners of America is a very active organization, and they don't take any of this shit lying down. I mean, they they immediately jumped in on the suit and and all of that stuff. And and you know, I was very proud of those guys. I think they did a great job, and I'm glad to support them. You know, they're one of the groups that I support. Yeah, a million and a half, and yeah, they're putting effort, good effort into uh, explaining what they're doing. Because so often you, you know, hear pleas for these organizations, and it's tough to know what they're actually doing. Um, and again, they had that challenge or that question in both of the shows that I watched, and uh, they addressed them in different, you know, different ways. Some of it was bullet points he wanted to hit, but you know, it was they were both just non-scripted shows, so. Couple hours worth listening to, I guess. Doesn't look like anybody else is talking about anything except the state of Ohio out there for some reason. But uh, I don't know. Uh, I'd like to talk about that kind of stuff once in a while. And uh, I wasn't sure who I was going to jump in and you know, what level everybody's at and paying attention to this stuff. Sounds like they've got an assault weapons ban. It's not quite the one that they had before. If I'm correct. There's no grandfather clause, and it's like 600 guns by name. And one characteristic, not combination of three or more. So it's quite got quite a bit more teeth. Now, I don't know if we're supposed to disregard it because it's so aggressive, or if we should be concerned that again they're, you know, that's a dangerous thing they're playing with there. Well, yeah. I hate to tell you, but other than the uh, no grandfather clause, that's exactly the legislation we have here in Connecticut already. That's what happened to us in 2013. You know, guns banned by name, and then on top of that, they they dropped the feature requirements down pretty pretty heavily. And uh, I mean, they they even banned twenty two versions of some of these things. So it's 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 you know, our our shitty ass legislators Blumenthal and Smurphy, they're uh, you know they're they're just having a terrible effect on on Congress and the Senate. I mean, on the Senate, I shouldn't say Congress, but. Uh, it, you know, now now you guys see what I've been dealing with for the last uh, five years, six years. Very irritating. Mm -hmm. Well, trying to keep track of everybody's plate is not, you know, an easy task. And it's I don't know too many people that, you know, have the ability to take that on or the uh, interest to take it on. So uh, hopefully it's something that will come together as a group and, uh, you know, manage to efficiently get information around so that everybody's aware of it, right? Because uh, you're right, we're, we're seeing ripples or whatever echoes from stuff that uh, starts locally, builds to state It's level. that Me Too crap, you know? Well, and then I've been watching a bunch of uh, videos, and one of them was about Vermont. I was watching an old one about Vermont when they fell. And, you know, Vermont had been one of the things that we can point to. It's in the in the New, in New England and uh, never had any gun laws. And they were doing just fine up until last year. And now crazy, crazy stupid laws for no reason. Got to be 18 to buy a rifle. You know, just stuff that has no consequence. It's just there to start that slippery slope or that nibbling or whatever you want to call it. You know, so that they can start saying, okay, here's a good start. Now let's keep going. So that's uh, to piggyback on that uh, here in Washington State, the pe same people that brought you 1639 garbage are already going after magazine bans next, and they already they put the bill in the other day. So, like you know, we lost a little bit, and then they they never went, they never stopped. So. Um, I put some stuff on uh, Every Second Matters trying to update the Washington Post. Right on. Yeah, I saw that. 
Uh, one of the things that guns and gadgets. I don't know. I was watching stuff on GunStreamer, and uh, his interview with Eric. Uh, he asked him. Um, I guess guns and gadgets had been. Is it guns and gadgets or guns and gear? I don't know. Uh, but anyway, he had um, uh, been involved with or helped lead the the Pennsylvania's two A rally. It was just the other day, and uh, pretty successful. And I guess the question to Eric was, do you think it's effective and useful to have a march on Washington, D.C., some sort of a two-way rally in D.C.? Does that have weight or is that a, a valid effort or waste, you know, use of resources? And uh, I'm going to, before I tell you, since I don't think everybody watched it, I'm going to ask what you guys think. Uh, Either you can answer what you think or what you think Eric would have said, and then we'll talk about what Eric said. So, head of a gun owners' rights organization, potentially the second largest, definitely one of the largest uh, publicly at the moment, uh, being asked if um, two-way effort to uh, bring a grassroots effort to bring firearms people to Washington, D.C. would have been uh, a valid effort or not. Angelina, what do you think? Um, I think it would be a valid, valid effort. Yeah. Uh, cycle. No, because they, 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 you know, they already ignore us. Uh, Gary. Um, I'm going to go with, yeah, probably a valid effort. We're halfway through. So obviously the people that are out there, you participate, right? Guns and gadgets. Thank you. Um, dyslexic, so they all played together when people use the guns and something, you know, that's often used as names. But uh, uh, anyway, we're waiting for people out there to, to be part of this whole thing. So is it worth a bunch of people showing up in D.C.? Uh, and then we'll go to Woods. Um, I think it's worth it, but I'm a little worried what Eric said now, the way you phrased the question. Wait, what did you? What was your answer? I was trying to read at the same time. Oh, uh, I, I I think it's a good idea, but one of your questions is what did Eric Pratt say? So the way you said the question, I'm a little worried about what he said. And Zora, what do you think? I think it's a good idea. Whatever we can do, even though even if they might not listen to us, we're still going to be like I guess like a fly in their ear type of thing. So I think it's a good idea. So did anybody count? Did, was it just Cycle that said no? Yep. I think yes. that's right. But yeah, Eric said no. He didn't think it was worth the time and effort that they wouldn't, uh, you know, wouldn't have a reach or wouldn't be appreciated. So uh, I guess that also answers what everybody thinks. And then uh, nobody really participated out there, so we don't know what the audience thinks. Well, and, and they, you know, just to expound on that a little bit, when gun owners go and demonstrate they obey the laws, they don't hold up traffic, they don't go pounding on the doors of the Senate or the pounding on the doors of the, of, of the judiciary, and they're very well controlled. When liberals debate stuff, they turn over cars, they beat people up, they, they cause a hell of a mess, and so people pay more attention to them. So part of our problem, or not our problem, but part of the differentiating factor is we are civilized, peaceful people that are trying to use the, 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 the tools that the Constitution gives us to let our lawmakers know that we're, uh, we're dissatisfied, but because we don't go berserk, they, they ignore us because they listen to the squeaky wheel and we're not the squeaky wheel. They had that march last year that uh, went there, and there was, they're not showing it in here for some reason, but there's that 50 women thing, the 50 women from 2A go to Washington, D.C. Not so much a march. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, like uh, a month or two ago or something? It rings a bell, but I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, I think I've heard of this. Yeah, one of the gals on our uh, CCDL organization was very active in that. She she went up there to march and all that. 
Okay, here we go. So I found it on the girl on a gun dot org and what do they call it though? There's a name for it. So that was on June twenty third or June twentieth of two thousand eighteen. Um I guess they just call it the DC project. So it's a nonpartisan initiative that brings 50 women, one from each state to Washington DC to meet with the legislators uh, about issues addressing the second amendment. And they all stand there, you know, however big a group of 50 women are. And then some dudes, I guess, stand in there also. Uh, so it's not like a march or anything, but they, uh, like you say, it's more of a organized scheduled meetings with the, uh, representatives which is sort of their job right to meet with people who represent parts of their communities exactly and that and that i think that was very useful because that was the whole bit about actually getting in a guy's office you're not you're not out in a parking lot or out on the the, the uh whatever they call the mall there um you know just making an annoyance of yourself you're actually sitting down with your your background documentation with your cogent arguments talking directly to your representatives and scheduling meetings with them and i think that was a very useful thing to do i was i was really proud of them for that now couldn't that go in conjunction or like coordinated with a big thing going on outside so that people because i think there's something i don't want to dismiss the thing as like oh it's too expensive or blah 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 or it's not there's there's definitely disadvantages to it there's lots of potential for problems but i think there's potential and one of the reasons we have the First Amendment petition, the right to gather, is there's power in people coming together and efforting. There's something about the camaraderie or whatever, the unified experience of getting from wherever it is you come from to D.C. And if you're walking across the street to get there, if you're driving in from New York or if you're flying in from you know, Alaska or something, you're still part of that. And I think that's something that, um, you know, changes the people that are there and people that have experienced something like that understand the significance of that. So I think there's something to that, no? I could see that would be inspiring if, you know, even if the legislature didn't listen, you would be inspired to be a better better activist on your own. Uh, in addition to that, it was the 10th anniversary of Heller. So there was uh, definitely a march then, and it got drowned out by a bunch of protesters to the rally that stood there and yelled a bunch of stuff. So it made it difficult for them to, you know, have any kind of actual, what do they say, like speeches, I guess. People got up and took a podium. Uh, that one wasn't huge. I wish they would have, you know, to done more for that one. That one caught me off. Oh, guard. GOA was there, right there on the right on the steps of the uh, of the Supreme Court building. Right, and he's standing there. So I guess you know maybe his answer comes from that experience and that insight of having you know been there to see. You know, that's a, maybe he sees that's a bunch of effort for people to get there, and then it takes nothing for them to hire somebody, bust somebody in to yell and scream, make all that effort. Pointless, but I guess that's part of the cultural war, right? That's part of the. Well, when you, you know, when your when your numbers get artificially deflated by the mainstream media, <clears throat> you know the the uh, the legislators can look out the window and see that there's ten thousand people out there, but when the but when the media reports to the rest of the country that well a couple thousand people showed up, no big deal. Um, again, these guys are driven by their constituents, uh, you know, and of course the greasy money that they get from the, from their other happy people. Um, they know they don't have to react to that. They don't. They don't care that there were ten thousand people instead of two thousand people because the mainstream media just rips the guts right out of us by, by downplaying, the size of of, of what we're doing. And again, it's because you know, you know, violent action seems to sell and. When they start covering stuff, they they cover stuff. If it bleeds, it leads, you know. And and us being, you know, generally very nice people and law abiding and all of that, it just doesn't seem to work out very well for us. They they basically just brush us off. Well, I would agree with you. That's how things have been. But I have no interest in seeing that be the way that it's going to be. And I don't really see that there's indications it'll stay that way. 
so the phones and the on the street and the you know the ability for us to to share the stuff that happens in real life is a uh, something that we'll you know grow into and works we're, we're figuring out how to incorporate into our you know understanding of events and stuff so uh the the chokehold that what you're saying there that dynamic i keep saying that's gonna that's gonna be less and less of an influence and hopefully this show is for a bunch of people that are interested in being the front end of that bell curve to affect change in a positive way so um, I hear you, but you know, if we never go to a rally, because back in the day, grandpa's rallies were they were able to spin it in the newspaper. Well, we got phones, and if we go to rallies and we got 700 people that show up, and 300 of those people have some sort of a way to disseminate actual information from it, at least we're giving the government agencies a hell of a long, a lot of overtime to have to erase a bunch of stuff. You know that they're going to have to figure out how to erase from all these different accounts instead of just manipulate in one media source so if that is going to be the way that things go or we want to see things move in that direction don't we have to be at events in order to do all the logistics and all the technical and all the networking to make that the first amendment the right to assemble the free press all that good stuff uh, don't we have to exercise that at times well i i i tend to agree with you and I think that social media ha is coming a long way of balancing that out. But I'm concerned that the, what what's really happening is the big voices in social media, the people that have hundreds of thousands or millions of followers are one by one, they're all getting deplatformed because they recognize that this is a threat and they recognize that this is a problem with their control over how people think about things. And the very thing that we need to help to help counter the message is social media. But social media, by by definition, is not like a publishing house, is not like a newspaper, and uh, enjoys a very special relationship with the government. And they can do pretty much anything they want to us, and nobody says anything. So you know, I agree with you that that. Social media certainly helps us publicize this stuff, but the the better publicized it gets and the more it's it seems to me that the, the, the real movers and shakers, the people that really put the message out there and say, hey, you know, like Periscope and stuff like that, you know, they're going after them, you know, tooth and nail and, and they get away with it because, oh, we're not publishers, we're not we're not, you know, managing this content. So it's okay for us to just to Clear anything we don't agree with as hate speech and gone you know so it i i really do see us under attack it's like 360 i mean it's like we're all forded up and they're on all sides of the castle here it's very it's a, it's a little disappointing uh so he didn't just say you know don't assemble he did say it's probably better off to do them at local level and to work at a local level and to be uh and this was on tim's show now i think he said talking about the local level was it a tim show yeah i got it mixed up rob saying his vid shows what happened at the rally in pennsylvania and hopes to encourage ones that were worried to go next time exactly same thing with gun shops and gun shows you show people what it's like, and they're like, "Oh, okay, I have an idea what's what it's what, what it's all about. Maybe I will incorporate it in my calendar." Um, Juice is saying bag of chocolates came from Pennsylvania, so best thing that comes out of Pennsylvania, Angelina. Uh, I'll, I'll come back to me. Uh, cycle, best thing that comes out of Pennsylvania. Amish furniture. Gary, best thing comes out of Pennsylvania. Uh, Hershey's chocolate, I guess. Woods, best thing from Pennsylvania. Uh, is midnight from Pennsylvania? Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's bacon pancakes. Um, taters. Can't argue with chocolate, man. Got to be chocolate. Uh, Zorro. Chocolate. Says, uh, oh, and then we got Angelina. 
I guess Amish. Amish people. That's what I'll say. The Amish. These slave trade and Amish people? That's weird. Yeah, I'm weird. They're gullible. They don't understand. Like, what is this? Like, just come in here and sit down. Just get in the cage. So uh, they say that 10 iconic things from Pennsylvania are apple butter and cottage cheese. Ugh. I'll leave that right there. What the hell is going on? I love on? them both. What? I said I love them both. Put them together? Apple butter and cottage cheese? Oh, no. What? That's a thing? I don't know. If they put it in the same thing, that's not like two sections. Then the next one is birch beer. Then comes cheesecake. And then oh, cheesecake. Lebanon bologna. I thought oh. cheesecake came from New York. They have the best cheesecake. That sounds like you got fighting words. Somebody in Pennsylvania cares about cheesecake. And then they got uh, one pierogies. And then you got, I don't know what this means, Brimini Brothers. We'll have to get somebody from there. Then you get Scrapple. And then shoe fly pie. Chocolate's not even on the list of 10 iconic Pennsylvania dishes. Shoe fly pie over chocolate? What is wrong with those people? I had What's shoe fly that? pie. It's gross. It's like some kind of uh, molasses or something like that. It's like somebody tried to make a pie out of fireplace ash. Yeah, it's nasty, dude. A molasses pie known as shoe fly pie. It's a gooey core that's packed with solely with molasses. Yeah, that sounds icky. Yeah, it's disgusting. I had it in Gettysburg because they were like, oh, it's like a famous, you know, Pennsylvanian yep, thing. Yeah, a thing. Ugh. And I was like, oh my god, what is this? Like, sadness in a pie crust? Sadness in a pie crust? That's disgusting. Scrapple's not bad because there's a lot of fat in it. Anything that has a lot of fat in it, it's got to be good. Isn't Scrapple the, like, fried pig skin and meat thing? Isn't yes. it kind of like spam? It's like the it's hard lard, stuff. you know? It's, it's got lots of lard in it. It's good stuff. The Dutch, it's a gift from the Pennsylvania Dutch scrapple or pan rabbit is the scraps and trimmings of pork mixed with buckwheat flour, cornmeal, and spice. You mash it together, pan fry it, and eat it. I'm in. Ugh. Yeah, so that sounds good to me. You got whoopie pies, which looks like two cookies with some whipped cream in between them. Oh, uh, is that like... A, uh, I'm more of a moon pie guy. Yeah, moon pie. But Yungling beer. Yeah. That is good. Yingling, oh, I forgot about Yingling. Yingling. I'm going to have to change it. Yingling's, yeah. I, I've literally driven to Ohio for Yingling beer because they don't have it in Michigan. Okay, this uh, thing that's called, I don't know, Primini Brothers or whatever, it's a sandwich where you put like a big piece of bread and then tomatoes and lettuce and then coleslaw and then french fries and then the meat of your choice and then provolone cheese. And that's been around since the 1930s. So they say you usually put pastrami in there, but whatever you want. And then, but that's the idea of putting coleslaw and french fries inside of the sandwich. Are you eating that, Angelina? No. Cycle. Uh, I think it depends what meat is in it. But yeah, I think I would. Gary? I'd give it a try. Would. Hail to the ass. Uh, taters? Yeah, I'd try it. Zoro? I'll try it. Yeah, if you haven't ate that before, you don't know what you're missing. I don't. I never lived in Pennsylvania or whatever, but I've certainly ate that, and it's worth eating. Uh, pierogies are dumplings with... Uh, let me say, oh, cheese, potato, and onion. So they look like little dumplings with cheese, yeah, potato. Yeah, but pierogies are Polish. I guess there's Polish people there. Yeah, but when they come from Poland, they, they must be a lot of Polish people in in Pennsylvania that I don't know about. You know how this country works? Yeah, people from countries move to places. That's an alliteration. Po Polish people in Pennsylvania. Exactly. And then uh, they got bologna, which gross. So nobody cares about that. And then cheesesteaks. We all know what that is. And oh yeah, Philly cheesesteak. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So what about this birch beer? I love birch beer, I, but I thought it was a New England thing. What is it? Is it root beer or is it beer? No, no, it's per, it's 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 like root beer, but it's made out of the the bark of a birch tree. Is it alcoholic at all? No, 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 no. no. It's a soda. What does it taste like? Oh, it tastes awesome if it comes out of a birch tree. Yeah, it it's it's kind of hard to describe. It's kind of sweet. Oh. 
spicy all at the same time. Goodness curled up. They do, in fact, put apple butter, a big giant glob of it, on top of a bigger glob of cottage cheese, and it looks just like that eggs. is gross. It looks like a bad egg. Ugh. What's on that's wrong with those people? I don't even like when they put like any kind of fruit. Like a lot of places will mix fruit with cottage cheese. I like my cottage cheese with just with pepper on it, and that's it. Amen. Doesn't need anything in it. It's already great. Yeah, I don't. I, the only thing I I mix in cottage cheese is sometimes I use cottage cheese in a lasagna if I have a particularly deep dish and I'm looking for an extra layer. That's sacrilegious. I can't believe I just heard that. Yeah, it makes it nice and gooey. It tastes pretty good. Oh, bechamel. That's what makes it gooey, bechamel. I don't know what you guys are saying. I was trying to read the chat. It was going by real fast over there. Turns out if you talk a bunch of shit about food in Pennsylvania, even though Midnight has a link, he doesn't join in and he says a bunch of stuff out there and gets everybody riled up. He should do a uh, he should do Tanya video. He should do food chats once in a while. I'm I'm actually taking the high road and I don't have the YouTube chat up anymore. Oh, there you go. If they don't if they don't want to post in gun channels, I don't want to know. Oh, that's a good. Ad. I like that attitude right there. Stop I do that all that. the time anyway. You don't post in gun channels. We don't even know you. Like my chats, I I never check the. the Let's YouTube. see, you're dead to me. <laughs> All right, so uh, gun shop of the day. Gun shop of the day. All right, he's got a gun shop of the day. Dun, 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 dun. Let's pick. What about Zorro? To give us a gun shop of the day. Uh, what, you broke up? Oh, uh -huh. So why don't we go to cycle? He's faking a technology problem, so you don't have to show one. Uh, cycle, you haven't done a shop in a while. What's uh? Oh my god, no, I haven't done one in a long time. Hold on a minute, I got one. I always have one. Um, all of our show is to chat about a new gun shop every day. So well, email us. I had a newer, I had a newer gun shop. Uh, let me go find it. Uh, let me see. It's a uh, personal equipment info, firearms. I bury my firearms under equipment info so that people who casually go to my PC will take them an extra minute to find stuff. Uh, what do I need? I need, ooh, I think I deleted all that shit. Damn. Yeah, sorry about that. I, I had a... I had a uh, a problem backing up my machines, and I ended up uh, getting rid of a lot of my. Uh, I moved all my my photos and stuff to off offline media. So I don't think I have them anymore. Firearms photos. Yeah, it's gone. Sorry about that. You guys hear me now? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I think I have a gun shop of the day. Um, I think it's called Tactical Cool. I can see if I can find it. Hi, Kitty. Hello. Oh, sorry. It's called Tactical Cool? Yeah. Hold on. Where is it located? In, in California, in Santa Maria. I can screen share. I don't know. That's okay. Um, let me screen share. Yeah. Okay. Have you looked at this shop before? Yeah, I went. I went to the shop before. Give me one sec. So this is Tactical Cool. It's in Santa Maria, California. Is it has an indoor range? I mean, 
How big is the range? Um, it has, I think, a couple lanes, like maybe maybe three lanes or four lanes. But inside, it looks it looks cool. I don't know why it doesn't show that many pictures, but typically, it has a lot more. Maybe if I check Yelp, it, it'll show more. But inside, it looks awesome. Um, let me check Yelp. Hold on. Do you go shooting there? Yeah. Is it like, I mean, you said they have like maybe three lanes. Is there a wait to shoot often or do you get in pretty quick? Um, there isn't a wait. Typically, I go during the week. Um, go during the week. On the weekends, it's not that much, but because it's like the for the next range. It play, there's two ranges in, in in Santa Maria, so some people some people go to the one in Tactical Pool, and some of them go to different range. Huh? Doesn't come up on here. Is he screen sharing? I was screen sharing right now, but it didn't show a lot of photos of it inside. It has a lot of stuff inside. Um, I don't think that. Hold on, sorry. No, I don't think you're he's screen sharing right now. Yeah, right now I'm not screen sharing. I was screen sharing. Yeah, ago, but... I think it dropped out, yeah. Hold have on. you bought any guns there, Zorro? I have. I bought my AK there and and my Chris there. It's a cool gun shop. Why doesn't it come up? This is weird. Okay, well, I guess i just show you the one on Google. Um, hold on. Can you guys see it now? Get the wrong one. You guys see right here? Yes. So they have a they have a they have a cool amount of stuff in there. They have um, you know, different helmets from different wars, and they have like this 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 uh for the Humvee from uh, I think this is one that was a uh, using the movie American Sniper. And they have like other other like type of stuff there. Um, they have kind of have they have a they have one of these uh, trucks, and they have another. They have a Humvee, I think. Is that parked in the front all the time like that? Uh, sometimes, yeah. When it was raining, when it was raining recently, they don't have it, but they typically have it outside. Have you um, done this one before, Angelina? Does this shop look familiar? I don't know, but I was just thinking that something about looks familiar. The logo looks really familiar to me. Yeah, I think but I haven't been here. Who else is in California? Hosh. Yeah, that's kind of far from him, though. This is this shop is about fifteen minutes away from me. <clears throat> but that's like one of the ranges. I think that's like in the third or fourth lane. Um, and then they, if you have any AR questions, they, they answer them. They're pretty cool people. Um, other than that, I wish they had more photos. I, they have a lot of stuff in there. They have a lot on the top of their, their shelf, on the top of their shelves. They have some like rifles that look pretty cool, um, and stuff like that. Um. They have like a, like an aviation helmet from those uh, fighter jets. Um, it's just a whole bunch of cool stuff in there. It almost looks like a surplus store, but it's a gun shop. Almost like it looks like a surplus store, but it sells firearms. Looks pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So what's going on with that last picture? What was that ejection port all about? The ejection port. Yeah, it looked like it had a really long ejection part. Um, let me see. This one? Yeah. Oh, look at that. This? Yeah. I don't know. There's just a picture on there. I don't know. Yeah, it's normal. 
All right, so that's our shop of the day. And anybody else have anything else? Um, no, I don't. Oh, wait, yes, I do. Buy things from your website. I got my gun from uh, uh, J.M. Davis. Came yesterday. Finally. Finally, God. What was it? What was the auction on the fifth of December? What a major pain in the ass! Wow, I haven't even taken it out of the box yet. Still sitting in the box. Hey, psycho! What gun was that again? I know that was that was a few weeks ago. It was a target rifle. Uh, it was uh, some German thing, um, and it had double set. It had a set trigger in it, and I didn't have an example of a set trigger. And you got your little brass. Yeah, well, it's supposed to have the little brass tag on it on the uh, on the trigger guard. So, like I said, the uh, the uh, box is still sitting there. I'm saving it for a special treat when I decide to open it up because it's supposed to be heavily engraved. It's supposed to be really pretty. Very cool. So I'm looking forward to it. I'll, I'll throw a quick video up of it when I open it up. Awesome. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Oh, I found their website. Are you going to bring it with you when you go to Tulsa and then just walk around the museum with it so that it can be home for a little bit? Wouldn't that be funny? You think you think they might call the cops if I did that? They they just might. <clears throat> wondering wondering which display I got it out of. Oh, that's an idea. Just bring the brass tag with you. Yeah. Mine. Look at up the number. This is my gun. I bought this at an auction. You just keep walking in and out and in and out and in and out. Yeah. I found the their website now. If anyone wants to look at pictures from this website, the gun shop. Throw the link out there, eh? Okay. On the YouTube side and the, and the gun channel side? Or on the, or in the chat. All right. So, what else do we got on the docket, or is that it for tonight? I guess that's it. So, uh, Gary's got a show tomorrow. Yes, sir. Uh, tomorrow, uh, nine p.m. Eastern, eight p.m. Central. Foul territory. You got stuff lined up? I don't remember seeing an email yet. Um, no, I don't yet. We'll start on that in the morning. Now, this is a new one, right? Yeah, this will be the second episode. I started it last Friday, so. Cool. It was good last Friday, so. Thanks. How long did it go? An hour and 45 minutes. Oh, that after God. chat was lit, though. Yeah, the after chat went longer than the actual on air did. So um, I would suggest check, checking out the, all right, now I forgot it again, Guns and Gadgets. So Brian, uh, it's the only one with Eric Pratt over on Gunstreamer, and then uh, the Military Arms Channel 1. That'll give you a, a bunch of topics because they talk about a bunch of different stuff that's coming up and you know some other stuff that they uh, respond to questions and stuff. All right, so I was asking people on the uh, gun channel side. Nobody had an answer, so I guess I'll ask people on the YouTube side if anybody knows what our thumbnail is today. I thought it'd be easy. Anybody in here? No? No? I didn't even look. I just immediately went to the, I just immediately went, you know, right to the, to the uh, hangout and all that. All right, well, fabulous prize at stake here, but nobody's got any idea. Refresh, hold on. <clears throat> What's our thumbnail for today? So I am efforting to get to the shot oh show. Oh, my God, anime. Coming up That's in a Transformers-looking guy. Oh, no. Now you're giving them all clues, but nobody's hit it yet. So, uh, uh, yeah, if you refresh the page... On like on channels or on here, I guess. Is that the Mark Five or Mark Five from uh, Speed Racer? 
That was pretty close, but I think you copied off of Rob because I seen his first. I don't know what Gundam is, but that probably means cartoon robot. And yeah, it's some cartoon robot a speed racer I found on the internet. I like, I, I just recognize the the hood. Yeah, that's why I figured I knew what it was right away from that. But it's the somehow the Mach Five would if it was like Transformer. Uh, but anyway, so I am in, uh, efforting to get up to Shot Show. Um, you know, been there going there for a while, and I'm hoping that with this year coming up, we got some potential to bring some people together that have never come together before. And I don't give a shit about YouTubers anymore. I'm talking people that are out there doing actual stuff. Uh, in their communities, putting feet on the ground, uh, working uh, in different ways with different people, but uh, in addition, having an interest in coming together and collaborate with others who are doing similar things, but in different places. And that's something that a lot of us, I think, get frustrated watching the news and watching the trends and watching the things come and go and not feeling like you got any uh, skin in the game or you've got time here and there to, to put into the effort and uh you know we've got a bunch of ropes out there and a bunch of options and uh, some people just like to throw money at stuff some people like to dig in and be part of stuff and i think you know i tend to hang out with people that are interested in being part of it and it's frustrating when you see people who are super ambitious and when there's nothing for them to do they move along and uh there's some potential this year to see some change with that dynamic or that that back and forth so uh I would definitely like to get the SHOT Show to uh, effort towards getting people into that mindset and to facilitate some of the meets and, and things like that, give people some reach for projects that are valid. And uh, anyway, I'm uh, trying to do it through the uh, crowdfunding thing. So we do have products that are available. I know I'm preaching the choir, but if anybody happens to see this that isn't aware, we have a store over called uh, Gear Websites, and we've got stuff there, some uh, cards that we create. Uh, and then uh, some different products like uh, patches and things. So if you're interested in uh, being part of getting us to SHOT Show, uh, then this would be the time to do it. There's all kinds of cool stuff over there, and uh, it's all overpriced because you're all it's not a commodity. We're trying to you know, keep projects moving and things online and on the road in this case. So uh, if you're interested, uh, participate, and if you're not able, we encourage you to share it. It's a powerful tool. You never know the person you might uh, share something uh, with might have a different uh, opinion of a $20 bill. And uh, enough people throw a $20 bill at me. I don't have to talk about money. And we can just talk about all the successful stuff we're going to do in 2019. So with that, thanks for being here and being part of the conversation on guns. Use our email address. Not many people are using that anymore. And it's dailygunshow at gmail.com. And you can always reach anybody on the panel over at gunchannels.com, community that's really just a bunch of people.